Right. Actually, I do most of the stuff I do is uh, Leon County, um, and then we've got uh, we've got the Office of Economic Vitality. They publish in our our paper sort of a an M- uh, MSA assessment of a number of variables. But they just started doing that. I've been keeping up with basically the 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 stats we keep up with are the airport residential sales, sales tax, uh, building permits, and some um, some neighborhood values. I think one of our last, let me see one second here. One of our last papers, we looked at home sales in Golden Eagle. And then... Yeah, I think one of the things, so what, like, what I like to try to do is, uh, let me let me pull up some stuff here real quick, all right? is we usually like to compare Leon County data with like statewide data. So we have some kind of comparison. So, you know, if you see some growth, it may not be that much compared to what's going on in the state, but let me pull up something on our website here. So I'll have some references, but yeah, I can, uh, I think first thing that maybe we could talk about, I just filed for the SBA stuff today. We can talk about that and I can just talk about the process. Let me make a couple of notes here. If we start with that, But so we could talk about that, right? And I've been getting, I've been getting your emails, and I couldn't join the conference today. I guess you had one with Chris Jensen on, um, at eleven o'clock. Oh, is that tomorrow? Oh, okay. All right. Right, but uh, yeah. So I had to go through. I went through the. I guess maybe you sent out an email last week, last Thursday, and I I filled out all the application stuff for Red Hills Journalism, which is what we do. So I could, we could talk about that, and um, we could talk about the. Uh, the OEV um, million dollars they put out for businesses. Um, and then we could talk, uh, we'll see. So we have a number of advertisers which are, which are restaurants. So I've talked to both of those. I've talked to uh, restaurant owners so I could give you, I could give some feedback on, you know, uh, how restaurants are dealing with this. So I just filed that today with Prime Meridian. So they were telling me, I was talking to John Baker so they haven't really funded anything yet, huh? The SBA? So that's what I was, yeah. Okay, so we can, yeah, we can redo that discussion there. Talk about the OEV 1 million. I can give you some input on some of the businesses that I've talked to. Um, and then um, we can go through the local economy 
basically one of the ways to set up the local economy would be first talk about how good it was going before this. Okay, so I've got we've got I've got a couple stories that I've recently posted on residential real estate, the airport, and did you go to the uh, thing that Ed Murray put on? I attended that, so we could talk about you know that, again that would be the before, and then we could talk a little bit about after. So, um, so yeah, I got that teed up. So that's about four or five things. We spend about three minutes, three or four minutes on each. So start with the SBA process, talk about the Office of Economic Vitality, some personal interaction with the impact of businesses, and then the local economic uh, outlook. Uh, All right, good. Okay, yeah, exactly. She talks. She is freaking unstoppable. <laughs> no, she does. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You love to have guests like that, right? Oh, geez. No, don't say that, man. <laughs> I know, man. Welcome to the Business Matters Talk Show with Charles Musgrove. On Business Matters, we discuss the issues that matter to your business. Find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Beanteam.com. And now here's your host, Charles Musgrove. Hey, Charles, great to be here. How are you? Back in the 60s, 
Well, you know, it was as we were talking in the pre-show, it's, uh, it's amazing how quick things can change. You know, we were, um, just, uh, we, we put out a monthly newspaper. So our February paper, we, uh, we're looking at the economic numbers here locally. We have a pretty substantive business page where we go through different things. And we had just attended a commercial, uh, real estate update, uh, probably in, I guess, maybe the very beginning of March. Actually, there was a little bit of talk about the COVID there at the very early stages, but it was, it was wild how things were going so well. If you, the uh, real estate, the commercial real estate conference was highlighting all the different things that was going on. I mean, it's amazing, you know, how big Tallahassee really is when you don't get out and move around the, you know, the capital circle and inside to where some of the government offices are. But they were talking about the different things that were coming online. We saw, you know, double digit increases in traffic at the airport, residential real estate sales were on the incline sales tax revenue was outpacing uh over the last year was outpacing what the state was doing as a whole um we did had a had a couple down years before that but we were really all you know it seemed like we were really moving forward the business that you know that we run which is a uh, my wife and i which is a nonprofit, red hills journalism foundation which publishes talus reports we were uh having a really good run with advertising and subscriptions and, and donors. That's how we sort of finance our business model. But then all of a sudden it, you know, it just, it hit and, uh, we haven't felt, we haven't felt the financial cash flow impact yet, um, that I think we're going to feel next month, you know, just from the, the planning, but you know, from the, the COVID impact to me, two things was how quick it hit. And, um, while things were going well, and then the breadth, uh, a lot of times you have recessions, which you're familiar with. They they picked on certain parts of the economy. This pretty much uh, hit everything. Yeah, you know, and having said that, one of the things that uh, now you know, I've been, I've owned various businesses over the last twenty years, so we've been through a couple recessions. We're obviously through the recession in two thousand and eight. This is not yet a recession, although I guess they're sort of projecting that for at least this quarter. But one of the things that I think feels a little bit different here is the uh, 
sort of the the impact that the stimulus from the federal government now this again this is based on what they're saying i know that a lot of people haven't they don't have money in the bank as you say but based on what they're saying it does appear like a lot of money going to get into the to the hands of people um that need it small businesses individuals that will spend it to uh get through this time when everything is shut down you know i remember being very frustrated back in the great recession where you know that that was very bank bailout centric and it seems like it seemed like the the ordinary citizens who were having problems you know were a couple levels down here it seems like at least again what the rhetoric is is there's there's definitely going to be some relief for the people that uh have felt this uh who will feel this over the next month or so i mean look there are people it's a different type of timeline i mean from a restaurant perspective on march 20th when governor ron DeSantis closed all restaurants there are people that that a week after that were losing money um people that are on a monthly uh payroll or a monthly uh um i guess collect their revenue monthly won't really feel it for another 30 to 40 days but there are some people that felt it within a week and and they're still feeling it so it, i i hope that uh dealing with this the stimulus coming from the federal government that this is going to get into the hands relatively quickly over hopefully the next two or three weeks, although you may have more information on that than I. Right. This is not that situation. This is really government for shut down and the, the impact, the economic impact of businesses has been astounding. So now the government is stepping in to make those businesses as whole as possible and trickle back money through the businesses to the employees to keep the employees retained and ready to work. So that's the, that's the overall So how would that work? Yeah, and so on that process, that was, uh, um, you know, I filled out the application and was, I was really struck at, first of all, how much sense the questions made, <laughs> which, 
which is usually you go through. It's a short, it was like a four page application, which was even really longer than a lot of the, um, there's just a lot of other verbiage. There wasn't a lot of questions, but the point you were making was that the money is, um, becomes a grant if you use it on payroll, which I, it was, you took your average. And it, you know, again, this makes so much sense. We, you know, we were the, on the application and it asked for two and a half times your annual pay or your monthly payroll. And so that is to give you the payroll to be able to, I guess, like you said, last about two months. Um, and that, and then if you use it for payroll, which means you're not, you know, putting it away for savings, if you're going out and keeping the people employed, then it becomes a grant. And so, and it's just, it was very easy and intuitive to follow through. Um, didn't ask for all these weird documents, you know, just uh, 941s, 1099s, your previous tax uh, filed taxes. And so I, I'm impressed by that. And hopefully, I mean, the thing is, there's not a lot on that application that they can ask that, that can go wrong. So hopefully the approval process, you know, if you are a legitimate business, it'll be easy to tell from that. And then they'll, they'll get moving forward. Um, and again, that'll be a big help here for the local economy. Well, the um, so you're looking at April, which is good. But you know, the other thing here locally was the Office of Economic Vitality, who put out the. Uh, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago. They had the meeting and they wanted to do more money. They eventually did it a million dollars and and gave out to uh, businesses that qualified here in Leon County. Wasn't open to nonprofits, so was I was uh, was not able to participate from a Red Hills Journalism fa- uh, perspective. But um, they just closed that. I guess yesterday. I guess they had approximately 500 businesses that they gave, they were able to give money to an average of $2,000, you know, the quick math, but I think it was about 5,000 employees employed by those 5,000 businesses. So, you know, very small businesses, which that money, again, I think uh, the most was 5,000 that you could get, but that money definitely would be a great bridge to this SBA loan that would be coming out hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Right.
I did see that it's one of the really good guys that we talked to from the, the local SDBC uh, office. And we have one here in, at SAMU, the Small Business Development Center at SAMU. They have one over in the Pensacola region as well. So I think there's eight across the, the state of Florida. They were processing those loans. I did get a notification earlier today that Well, that um, also on the uh, so I guess looking at you know the businesses or the business sectors that this thing is going to affect the most. I mean, I guess you have to look at from a cash flow perspective the businesses that were hurt the most, which obviously I think, and you know, in, in your line of business, I'm sure you've dealt with these would be the restaurants and um, I guess the bars and restaurants who initially were shut down, uh, gyms. You know, they were just it's you know at least restaurants can do takeout. I don't know what a gym does. <laughs> You know, I guess you can do, I guess you can do online workout or something, but that's not the same. So I guess those are going to be the first ones that are going to really, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they're able to ramp up their employment where it exactly was when they were, you know, when they closed down, because one of the things, and you mentioned this earlier, earlier, Charles, is that we noticed last August that the employment here in Leon County started to really um, defy seasonal trends and started to increase to levels we hadn't seen before. Um, And it's just, you know, again, harking back to how good things were going. That is one of the things I'll be looking at is how quick it takes the employment to ramp up back to the numbers that it, that it was at in um, the end of the the end of the fall. Right. And, you know, I had the question, I really wasn't thinking about this, but I had the question asked me, you know, would I go to a, you know, if there was an FSU football game tomorrow or this weekend, you know, that was, that I was really interested in, would I go, you know, and I think that's the point you're trying to make is, are these things, are people going to be reluctant to go back to the gym? Um, you know, that's a little different than a football game. You know, my view, and I'm following the COVID uh, crisis pretty closely and looking at the numbers, you know, my view would be, yes, I would go. But, you know, the thing about it is, as we know, uh, people get these perceptions and just uh, uh, a lot of bad PR, 
you know, uh, it puts bad thoughts in people's minds and they, ch- and they will change their behavior. And I think that is going to be the, the next thing, next thing to look at. Right. I mean, are you going to be reluctant to go to a restaurant if it's a packed restaurant? I mean, exactly. Cause we're weird. We're, we're out of the, <laughs> we're out of the, uh, the, the normal flow of things. So you're, you're exactly right. No, it will. I think it's going to bring a new awareness. But, you know, the other thing here, too, which is one of the one of the things in this crisis is the you know disproportionate effect on um, older citizens, um, you know, with the uh, the mortality rates and the hospitalization really trending, you know, towards people over uh, 65, 60, 65. That's where you get. And those are people that have disposable income and go out to eat in restaurants and do things. You know, you got to you got to really. I think those are the people that are going to, uh, their behavior is going to be changed the most in the short term. When I say short term, I'm talking about one to two years to when there's a vaccine, but yeah, that's the, that's going to be on the business side of it is going to be, I'm sure everybody is going to be holding their breath. I, um, uh, I, as I told you earlier, we've got a couple of advertisers that are restaurants and know a couple of restaurant tours here in town and restaurant owners get nervous when they change their menu. <laughs> You know how it's going to be accepted. Just imagine what they're thinking right now is that, you know, they're going to um, they're going to get to go ahead at one point and they're probably just going to be, you know, what, what is this going to be like? And then, as you know, as giving advice to businesses is what you do is you have to adjust your business model based on the new reality. Correct. No. And I think that there's so, you know, there's two aspects of this there. There's, is there going to be, is the money going to be there to be able for people to spend it in these businesses? That's the two aspects. And from our aspect, uh, running a newspaper, you know, like I told you, we run on subscriptions, which is not, it's not real expensive, but it's still, you know, donations, subscriptions, and advertising. Um, if businesses that are advertising with us have to redesign their business model, that probably means that advertising rates are going to have to come down. And so it's going to, it'll trickle through, you know, you may not own a restaurant and you may not eat out in a restaurant a lot, but what happens with a restaurant is going to trickle into you, is going to impact you somehow, I think. Right. Right. 
uh, the colleges and universities, they, they, they have not seen, they can force you to deliver methods different than what's in your classroom because they're looking at these things differently. So, what is, how do we take it back to the classroom? No, I think your point is, and I just talked about this earlier today, uh, City Commission will be meeting on Wednesday, and they're going to be introducing uh, virtual business inspections. Um, and so my question when I started reading it was, why w- why haven't we been doing this before? Because, for example, they gave the example of you got to get a permit to get a new air conditioner. The, the, the vendor comes out, puts the air conditioner in, uh, the HVAC unit, and then someone from the city, if you live in the city, has to come out and make sure the work was done correctly. Well, now what they're going to do is they're going to have the vendor put it in and send a video, a live video, uh, and they're going to be able to talk right there, and they'll be able to approve it from the office. So so your point, it's interesting that maybe we're going to, this crisis is going to start showing us that we should. there are things that can be done um, from a virtual standpoint uh, that we were reluctant to get involved with before. And so you'll start seeing these things um, start, you know, come up now. Obviously, as you know, any kind of disruption, and that doesn't mean a bad thing, but any kind of economic disruption is going to affect other people down the stream. But, you know, I mean, if you look at the extreme, you got to think some college professors are getting a little nervous about, or maybe, maybe not professors, but administrators about, you know, people going to college online, you know, and although that's already been, I guess, sort of a big business, but, but I think your point is well taken. There's going to definitely be changes. And I, and I think every, Everyone that's looking at that now um, is going to be looking at a way to put this into their business model so that they don't have to deal with this again. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Hey, I'm looking for a restaurant to say, hey, uh, come join us. We offer isolated seating. (laughs) It does. It definitely does. That's the exactly.
No, and as you know, is once you get the rules, people who run businesses, they're very uh, enterprising individuals. Uh, they'll figure out how to operate, but they've got to be able to work. they got to be able to get out there. There's nothing, and you know this, Charles, there's nothing like a person that owns a business right now is horrible because they can't do anything. Um, and even when, even if you're a business owner and things aren't going well, at least you can do things. But right now, it's just this bad feeling of I gotta wait. So once they get the go ahead, they just want the rules, and they they will you know they will adapt and uh, uh, move through this. We're getting older, Charles. We got a lot of those memories, you know? <laughs> Thank you, Charles. Business Matters Talk Show with Charles Musgrove is sponsored by The Bean Team. For all your business accounting and tax preparation needs, visit beanteam.com or call 893-7710. You can listen to more episodes of Business Matters on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or visit beanteam.com.